Hey, thanks for joining us, Katie. Before we start, why don't you give us a little background about yourself first? Thanks, Raj. I'm real excited to be here. Um, My name is Dr. Katie T. Larson, and I'm a growth and transformation expert. And I normally work with clients who may or may not know they're highly sensitive people. I personally didn't know I was highly sensitive until last year, and when I did, it changed my life, and we'll talk more about that soon. I am also a mother to a -a two-and-a-half-year-old daughter, so that's my other full-time job, and I live in Hong Kong at the moment, but I'm originally from Chicago, you can tell from my accent. So real excited. Thank you for having me. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. You're listening to the On Call Empath Show. Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. Welcome to the On Call Empath. I'm your host, Raj Montage. I have a great show lined up today. I have Dr. Katie Larson with me. She is a personal growth transformational expert. She's been seen on TEDx. She works with uh, highly sensitive people and empaths. And that's why I wanted her on this show. How are you doing today? Hi, Raj. Yeah, it's my pleasure. So let's dive right into it. You know, what does it mean to be an uh, HSP and a highly sensitive person? We are the ones who feel the world very deeply and um, we're about 20% of the population. So it's not that we are that uh, abnormal. In fact, we're not only normal, but we're, you know, extraordinary. We've had a lot of names in history, like creatives, priests, visionaries, storytellers, like healers. And we just, we have very deep thoughts, like somatic responses. And if you didn't know you were highly sensitive, you were probably um, question yourself often because living in a non highly sensitive majority, you can feel a little bit strange at times. I agree. And, uh, you know, that, that's what this show is geared towards for, you know, empaths and highly sensitive people. Um, and you, you have, uh, created an acronym that stands for does. Uh, Dr. Elaine Aaron's work. She's the one who originally started this research and then it's since grown. But in her original book called The Highly Sensitive Person, she has acronym DOES. And thank God for acronyms, right? Because they really do simplify everything. <laughs> and so I'll, <laughs> I'll go through each. So the right, D right. stands for highly sensitive people have a depth of processing, meaning that we make connections quickly. We're very quick-witted. We're able to um, like think of subject matters that don't necessarily correlate for other people, but we can see how they have novel interactions. And we think about things very deeply. Like in a, in a movie, I feel like we would be the character that always has like those like flashbacks to something, right. you know, where they're like thinking about something that really influenced them. Mm-hmm. So that's D where the depth of processing, the O stands for overstimulation. And it sounds pretty negative on the outset, but the reason that highly sensitive people get so overstimulated is because we have an attraction 
to stimulation. So like we love going to festivals and parties, especially um, an extroverted, um, highly sensitive. We like to interact with things. We really enjoy the sensations of stimulation, but we reach, um, our, our summit, our pinnacle, our wall quickly. So there's a very thin zone of optimal arousal in the sense that like we go from being bored to being overstimulated much quicker than somebody that's not HSP. So that's O, overstimulation. The E stands for emotional and empathic. So we find our emotions very, very strongly, and we experience other people's emotions through being empathic. Now, not everybody's an empath, but the majority of highly sensitive people will will report that they can feel not only the feelings of other people, but like places and um, things even. And so we have a very rich inner world. That's E. And then the last one, S, is we're very sensitive to subtleties. And this this can be a variety of ways to describe sensitive. So like our five senses are heightened. We are the person, if you are not highly sensitive, we're the person that you know that's like, what's that smell? What's that sound? And you're like, what sound, right? And this is <laughs> this is really exactly. again, it's neutral, but it can be considered negative when you're in an environment that like all of a sudden there's an overwhelming smell of onions that you can't escape, you know? So we notice all of those things, but then we also notice the things that are um, we unconsciously notice some things in an environment that are not um, noticed by others, and we pick up on it in a in a way that maybe could be explained uh, for our intuitive. We're, we're quite intuitive, and we trust our instincts because we're picking up on so much um, invisible sensations and, and subtleties as well. So that is does, and that is from Dr. Elaine Aaron's book, what I highly recommend, called the Highly Sensitive Person. Love that acronym. So depth of perception, mm-hmm. um, depth of process, overstimulation. Uh, empath, uh, emotional empath, and then yes. uh, sensitive uh, sol- subtlety. Those are the four for okay. Amazing. So, I just got to ask you. I mean, what? I mean, you, you've worked with empaths and, and highly sensitive people. What are some of the challenges for many of us? It's just exhausting, right? Like we'll we'll um, go out in the in the day in in a city and we'll do like a normal task. Uh, shopping. And like you go into the grocery store and it's like, there's an abundance of choices. Right. And so like, that's overstimulating. If there's like a fluorescent light in, in the room and it's flickering that you'll notice that. And then it's like constantly driving you crazy. And so it's like these little things all add up and they can really exhaust a highly sensitive person by the end of the day. And if they didn't know that they were just highly sensitive, they would feel crazy right? Like, why am I always so exhausted? Well, you're taking in a lot of stimulation that the rest of the world is missing. And the rest of the world built a world that's very stimulating and they don't feel it in the same way you do. So that can be strange for an HSP. Sure. I see. So, um, I mean, I, I, I've been doing some research. I mean, there's a, there's a doctor by the name of uh, Mm -hmm. Dr. Gabor Mate. I don't know if you ever heard of him. But um, he he had mentioned something right. with along the lines of trauma. To ask you, like, is this something that uh, like to become an HSP? Is it is it something that is environmental or um, 
you know, just something that mm-hmm. we are born with through generation. Say that the the popular opinion is that it's genetic, that it comes through families, and that it's pretty obvious when you're highly sensitive, you can usually find one generation back. If it's not your own parents, it's your aunts or uncles, right? And so the the genetic part is pretty clearly established even down to the clusters of certain genes that are responsible for our sensitivity. But the doctor you're mentioning is talking about epigenetics in the sense that where we've got certain genes that are turned on and off due to our environment. And some of the traumas that we experience as, as children, especially will turn on these genes to become overly sensitive. So if you've had a traumatic childhood, chances are, there are certain genes that have been expressed now that you may be experiencing as an adult that is overly sensitive. And so it, it's, it's a, something to keep, keep an eye on and be reflective of, because sometimes if you, if you don't remember being highly sensitive as a child, it could have been turned on. Specifically, I actually think that my um, traumatic childbirth of having my own daughter really expressed some of my own sensitivities because since the birth of my daughter, they've been heightened. And so you can see that different parts of your life may turn them on or heighten them, but it does tend to be something that you're born with. You're probably not going to be not an HSP for the most part of your life and then all of a sudden turn on. It, it's usually something you've had since child childhood. Sure. And, and, it, and I'm glad you mentioned that because, I mean, most of our the, the guests that I've had on here, when I ask them to describe their tra- traumatic experience from birth, yeah. uh, a lot of them just, they don't remember. They have, they just don't have no clue of that. And it, I, I don't know if that's like a mechanism to protect uh, this self um, because of the traumatic experience, but I, I've had people where I've asked them to describe their traumatic experiences and they have no recollection. Is that experience something that as well. you've uh, yeah. kind and of- that's, uh, And that's clear, yeah. right, of, of why you would want to have self-preservation and protect yourself from experiencing that trauma. And sometimes we actually have more wisdom than we realize and that we're not willing to go there for somebody that's not going to hold space for us, right? In the proper way, right? Like you want to be able to open up and and unravel trauma with the right professional. Sure. Okay. Now, uh, I've I've actually mentioned uh, a few times, you know, having these (laughs) powers, uh, coming with a, a HI, you know, being a highly sensitive person or empath, it could be a gift or it could be a curse. What What would you say, um, yeah. in your opinion, like pros and cons? Always be considered a neutral trait, right? Like it's the, I need to make sure I tell you it's not a disorder and this is not a diagnosis. It's just a description of a cluster of traits that you have that's been identified, right? So like the pros are, we've like, we are... Mm-hmm so quick-witted. We are smart. We are funny. We are sarcastic. Like we kind of understand like the connections in the world in a way that like a non-HSP would, right? We're very imaginative. We are the storytellers. Right. We're the artists. We're the creatives. We actually like feel art. We're the people that go to the museum or come out of a movie and, and it's like, it moves us really strongly, right? Or when we create <laughs> art, we create right. it so strongly. And it's like, if you share it with somebody that doesn't get it, they, they're they like, I don't understand what you're trying to c- convey here. And it like kills you inside. But 
we are that we're the healers. Mm-hmm. Like that's such a po- positive that we we can feel the emotions and the pain of others, and so we tend to go into caretaking and healing professions, right? Because we know where where and how to help, and right. we're really good at our intuition. Some of us, you know, myself included, I'm clairvoyant and clairaudient, and we trust the signals and signs that we're given because whether or not it's just physical from like our unconscious environment or metaphysical from like another source, we trust it. And then so we tend to be like these visionaries. So those are like some of my favorite pros. I love being highly sensitive. I love the deep sensations. But the cons are like the flip side of those coins where like we literally just feel too much. (laughs) Like like you will leave a day and just be like that. You will leave the day with the same person that you accompanied the whole day and they'll go home and they'll go on to do something that's like even more stimulating. And you're like, I cannot like just get me in a dark room. I need to be alone. I can't manage. So it's like that overstimulation is such a bummer. And, you know, we are funny. We are quick-witted. We are sarcastic, but we're cynical, right? Like we're really cynical. We get easily depressed. We get easily anxious because we actually are noticing things in the world that other people overlook and other people forgive. And we like pick up on the injustice. We pick up on like, you know, things that shouldn't be that way. And so we tend to worry a lot as well, where, you know, like you, you can kind of, maybe you become a, a parent all of a sudden, now you're like aware of your child's feelings a lot. And so you worry about them. And just in general, like if we don't have the proper boundaries, then we pick up everybody's energy. And during a worldwide pandemic, it's not a fun feeling. Sure. I know you, most of your guests have agreed, <laughs> you know, if we're not taking care of ourselves, then yes. yeah, it's a lot. So you did mention boundaries, so I, I want to touch that real quick. Um, as a as a HSP or highly sensitive person, empath, um, how do you, you know, how do you protect your energy? Ask yourself: Is this mine? Is this mine? You need to always recognize if its uh, origin is within, and you can recognize it if you ask it, and your body confirms. So if your body confirms, and some people even do like muscle testing, right? Like, is this mine? And then if the muscle agrees, then you can handle it. But if it's not yours, you got to let it go. And a lot of this is allowing yourself to have space. Even if you are an extroverted, highly sensitive, Mm -hmm. you need downtime. And like even downtime to the point of like zero stimulation, like go to a darker room, don't have music or podcasts on. Sorry, podcast <laughs> listeners, but like, you know, for like a couple of minutes, you know, like <laughs> just for a minute, like everybody. after you listen to Raj's, you know, but it's, it's, it's right. important to have proper white space, clear space, like downtime. And, you know, for women, I know a lot of your listeners are women. It's really important to know your own cycle, your menstrual cycle, because we're highly sensitive more so at different stages of our cycle. And we need different, um, we need a lot of stimulation at the beginning of our cycle. And we need a lot of downtime at the end. And a woman who gets grouchy and crabby if, if she's at the end of her cycle, it's because she needs to be left alone. Right. And so it's just important to know that as a woman and as a partner to a woman, when to tell her she should have a little space in a nice loving way because she needs <laughs> right, less stimulation. Right. 
I, I mean, I just want to reflect on that. If you guys are listening out there, uh, just remember, yeah. ask yourself, is this mine? And if it's not, don't, you know, you know, we take things so personally, especially in the United States, there's so much going on. If somebody says something at the grocery store or we watch the news, yeah. we, you know, I start getting pain. So, and I, I wanted to ask you really quick on that. Like, um, I, I, st- I used to, um, I was reading Dr. Sorno's book. He's not alive anymore, but he was, uh, tr- he was talking about something called TMS, which, uh, is, tra- you know, basically yes. your pain is trapped in your body and, you know, you're around negative people. Is there anything that you can say about, uh, getting, let's say you're around a negative person. Can you actually take that negative energy? Can that be stored? You could look at it from like a wave or a particle, right? energetically are you interpreting their energy yes like if if you don't know about this go look into heart math institute and all the research that they have on your heart as something sending out as electromagnetic frequencies okay so the energy part 100 percent. but then the particle part is people sweat out hormones and pheromones that are their mood and so if you're highly sensitive you're physically smelling their mood and walking away feeling the way they're feeling, right? So there are some things that you can do to protect yourself. And if you're visual, it's important to visualize some kind of protective barrier over you. Or if you're audio, like it's important to tell yourself mantras of like, that's not mine, leave it there, that's not mine. You know, whatever works for you, is it's helpful. But recognizing that you're kind of like a sponge, Right. And then at the end of the day, going home and squeezing it, like just get rid of as much as you can. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it can be like we, we said, the, <laughs> one of those um, types of um, exercises or it can be meditation. It could be physical running, yoga, but it because it lives in your body, you cannot think your way out of it. You can move, shake, you can have to like physically get it out of your body. And that really does make a huge difference. I actually do that with my clients often is the shaking. We shake it all out, just shake every part of it because that really does make a difference. What would you say to somebody that's listening right now um, on this podcast? What is one valuable lesson that uh, you can uh, tell like a HSP or empath, especially in 2020? with all the stuff that's going around in the world of COVID-19, uh, I don't, yeah. you know, what's going on in the U S um, or let alone the world, but people that are yeah. contacting me, they are suffering and, um, they need help. Like some people need to just know they're normal and stop judging themselves. Because if you are someone who has just learned this, this is you from this podcast, like, holy, this is me, right? This is my life you suddenly have a framework to look back on so many parts of your life and normalize them, right? Love of like, oh my God, the reason I cried when my cat got kicked was because I felt the feelings of my cat and like everybody judged me. It's just a cat, right? Like just going back into these little moments of your life in this framework makes so much more sense and normalizes them. So allow yourself to not only feel normal, but like take it one step up and give yourself that feeling of being extraordinary, we're only 20% of the population. The reason this trait exists is because we, as a collective, tend to bring our civilization forward. 
We are the visionaries. We are the creatives. We are the ones that help heal after things go poorly, like and needed. You start to tap into the purpose of why you're alive in this exact moment. You're not alive in this exact moment to sit and sulk about being a sensitive person. You're alive to connect with the other sensitives and figure out what to do about it. And a lot of us are doing that. And a lot of us are finding more purpose after realizing that we're empathic or we're sensitive and why we're alive now, right? We're not alive now to continue suffering. We're alive now to relieve suffering. And you're going to do that either in your home or in your office or out in your community. But that's our purpose right now, in my opinion. And I, I feel strongly about that letting highly sensitive people know that you do have a strong and important purpose right now. It is to relieve the suffering of others in small ways. And so I want it, I want everybody to hear that and just reflect for a second that we're, we're here or alive and we're here to connect. So you want to find your tribe and, you know, with everything going on in the world, it's just, I know it's really tough, but especially with empaths and highly sensitive people, I, I I was reading your bio, which was very very impressive. You found out a year yeah. ago that you were a HSP, and uh, I'm studying to be <laughs> a coach for spiritual emergence. So these are all the people that listen to your show that are in the process of an, a spiritual awakening, and they're like, "What the f am I doing? Who the f do I talk to?" I'm I'm that person, right? But part of my <laughs> training introduced me to the term highly sensitive person. And like, it was something you could just overlook and continue on in the module, but being a highly sensitive person, I was like, I wonder what that is. Clicked on it and then fell into a click rabbit hole of, oh my God, this is me. There's a quiz on Dr. Elaine Aaron's website called um, hspperson.com. And when you take the quiz, it can tell you the range of how much you are highly sensitive. And I'm like at the very, very top. And so similar to what I described about like clients who are like, oh my God, this is me. This changes my whole life. Suddenly I sat there and I was like re-reflecting on my whole life and all any challenge that I've ever had from like being annoyed at tags and my clothes. Like I can't handle a tag and my daughter's the same. So she's definitely inherited this, but it's like, or smells, certain smells. Like I love certain smells, like tomato stems. Like they light me up. Like I love certain um, songs. They give me like an eargasm, you know, like it's an amazing feeling. And then other things, it's just terrible. Like I can't handle the smell of like raw onions, you know, or, or if I hear like bass in a car driving by, I want to be like, turn it down, you know? So it's, it's an, it's a blessing. Some days it's a curse, but once you find out that you are normal, it is way less of a curse. And a lot of your life uh, is, is makes sense in this framework. Well, I am very impressed. You're very knowledgeable about the subject. Um, for all the listeners out there, I mean, you're listening to an expert. With that said, can you just tell us how we can find you? I'm Dr. Katie GrowthQuest at Instagram, but my website is growthquest.com. And one of the things I'm actually offering right now is something called Meaning Quest. And that is for highly sensitive people to make meaning of this crazy year. And 
ideally find your purpose after making meaning. And so that starts September 17th. And I'm hoping that your listeners join because that's where you find your tribe. Those are your like-hearted, like-minded people. This one is for women, but I'm hoping that as more men start to identify as highly sensitive, that I can open up a multi-gender experience. But yeah, Meaning Quest is starting soon. So, uh, Dr. Katie Larson, it's been a pleasure. I thank you for taking the time to come on my podcast. Hopefully, we can have you back again. You you are full of good information. Highly sensitive people, uh, you are normal. (laughs) (laughs) well thank you yeah (laughs) i I always thought i was abnormal myself but um well again i appreciate it and uh i want to let everybody know uh stay tuned for the next episode if you can subscribe rate the uh this episode it highly helps us out and in the meantime we're uh, we're all finished here take care thanks doctor you're listening to the On Call Impact.